What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Brian Hux. Back Row Show Bandits! Ah, here we go. It's your boy, the B-League says here. Fooled you. Who'd you think this was going to be? Ah, it's not Hux. It's not Bark. It's not Arms. It's not Neil. Could be Lambo. I could be Lambo. We'll never know. You've never seen us in the same room together. So maybe it's Lambo here. Doesn't really matter. It's the boy, the B-League says here. Uh, host of your Back Row Giant show. Uh, I write for the Back Row Fantasy show, as you already know. Uh, I do Fantasy Impact for the guys comes out normally in the season every week and in the off season every other week. And over the past six to eight weeks, I've been going over positional reviews for the offensive side of the ball. If you heard midweek, Bart came out and he did D-line. Fantastic, fantastic. If you play IDP or if you do not, you should be listening to this mid-season. It will help you in every facet, whether you play IDP or not. You'll learn so much more, all right? Helps you win titles. And if you're not playing IDP, you probably should. It's the purest way to play fantasy football. None of this two wide receiver, two running back, one quarterback, DST, kicker garbage. No, no, you should be playing IDP. Get more guys on the field, watch more football, uh, watch both sides of the ball. That's the way to do it. But for today, I've got you covered for quarterbacks uh, with your hashtag fantasy impact side of the ball. We got that going on today. Now, most people do subscribe to the late round quarterback ethos. That happens. That's a real thing. And that's fine. That's all well and good. And, and we're going to go over a couple of things today that might help you win in your redraft leagues or maybe even some dynasty pickups that you're not really, maybe you're on the fence about them. You know, you could be on the fence about a few guys that you think maybe, maybe are worth picking up, maybe making a trade for, whatever it may be. But basically the premise of Fantasy Impact is to go over who had a good year, who didn't, who fell off, what's it based around on their ADP, ADP and how they finished. And that's what it's about. So... You're looking at 2019, who climbed the most? How can we go past 
The MVP, Lamar Jackson. Captain Obvious, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I am that. But Lamar Jackson, he was just ridiculous. Dak Prescott, again, is always overlooked. Always overlooked. And Josh Allen. Now, you want to go back and look at this. Lamar Jackson last year was the QB 14 prior to the season starting. Dak Prescott, QB 17. And Josh Allen, the QB 21. Not one of these guys was selected in the top 12 quarterbacks uh, going through uh, mainly a redraft prior to the season starting. Not top 12 quarterbacks. I repeat, not top 12 quarterbacks. Now, why is this important to know? So you go back a year before, along those lines, I mean, who was there? Oh, the number one was Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Number two was Matthew Ryan. And number three was Big Ben Roethlisberger, who were all taken outside the top 12. Yes, thank you very much. Matt Ryan, QB 13, Roethlisberger 14. Pat Mahomes, QB 15, going back a year before that. So two years in a row, maybe there was a third. I don't know. I haven't even looked back that far. I've only gone back the last two years. The top three quarterbacks in concession were taken after the top 12 quarterbacks that you've drafted crazy right so you can you can wait on these guys and along those lines we're looking forward we're looking moving ahead we're looking at 2020 who could those guys be i'm huge on matthew stafford this year now matthew stafford detroit you know we laugh at we laugh at the lions you know that you know the lovable lions you know funny bunch aren't they uh but matt stafford was a qb6 prior to getting injured last year he was having a career year he was going bonkers and then, you know, when he fell apart, and you think about it, knock-on effect, Kenny Golladay was going bananas. Marvin Jones was, was fantastic. TJ Hawkinson was in and about. He was okay. But those guys, even Amendola was having weeks. Danny Amendola was popping up every now and again. And, you know, David Blau, he had a couple fantasy games. Uh, who was the other guy? Jeff Driscoll. He had, a, he had an okay week in there as well. It's a fantasy-friendly offense. The quarterback's going to score points. And Matt Stafford is... He has an elite arm. Matt Stafford is that guy. So he could be that for you. And you're looking back, he's the QB 13 going into this year. So we're going past that QB 12 issue. After that, you're looking at Cam Newton, Danny Jones, uh, Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger again. They're all outside that top 12. So you can wait and you can get guys that are going to pump points this year for your teams. Pump, just absolutely pump those points. All those guys were taken. If, even if you want to go a step further, you look at last year, Kyler Murray, he was the QB 13 when he was being picked up last year. He, fans, he finishes up the QB 7. All right? So when you're looking down that barrel, like you look at a guy like Jameis Winston, obviously he's now in, uh, he's in New, New Orleans now. QB 2 last year. The QB 2. Jameis Winston was the QB 2. And he was, uh, what was he, the QB 15 being drafted last year. So when you think about it like that, you can wait and get these guys that are going to put massive points up. Ryan Tannehill is a guy that you probably picked up mid-year and you probably streamed him. And he was, what, the QB 5 from week 9 onwards when he took over from Mariota. And, and, you know, he nearly took him to a Super Bowl. I know that's not all him. Derrick Henry was an absolute machine. I get that too. However, Tannehill did play his part and he put up some big numbers as well at times. So, who dropped off? And the answer is pretty much everyone. If all these guys after QB12 had massive weeks, that probably means most people inside didn't repay the faith that you put into them. Uh, Deshaun Watson, and I think it was Russell Russell Wilson. Deshaun Watson was the only quarterback taken in the top 12 who actually finished as the position. He was the QB2 when he he drafted, and that's what he finished as. Must have been Winston, must have been QB3, my mistake. 
And you're looking at Russell Wilson was the only one drafted inside the top 12 that finished ahead of his uh, ADP and he finished uh, as the QB5 overall. So you look at that, there wasn't a lot to go from. Brady was the QB12 when he was drafted with the absolute mess of the uh, receiver group that he had last year and he finished as the QB12. And think about it, he did that with what? They traded for Mo Sanu mid-year. Edelman was kind of there. J- Jacoby Myers was having a few weeks here or there. I don't even know who their tight ends were. Was it Matt Lacoste? Ben Watson? James White pretty much did all the work for that to happen, but that's, a, that's another story for another day. Uh, so essentially, everyone that you drafted inside the top 12 bombed for you. Even Mahomes dropped out a little bit and obviously had a week or two out with that injury, but still, the regression was real. It was there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, terrible. Terrible. He's now going in the eighth round and he was terrible. How could you trust that guy again? Baker Mayfield, he was a guy everyone was high on, obviously getting uh, Odell Beckham Jr., they they had big hopes for Mayfield last year. It didn't work out with Freddie Kitchens. It's a shame. Uh, and Jared Goff. These are the three guys that were named in that top echelon that stalled. They were the basically finished QB 10, QB 19, and QB, QB 15, respectively. So, you know, Rogers seemed like every week he was in a funk, and then one quarter he came out and pumped out 30 points somehow. And the next week he put up seven and they'd run the ball to death. Uh and you've seen how they've recruited this year. They've barely helped him at all. You know, so that's that's going on for him. Uh, you look at uh, the Browns, you know, obviously they get Kevin Stefanski. Hopefully he'll unlock Baker Mayfield. Kirk Cousins had a decent year with Stefanski. Uh, Diggs and Thielen were viable. Kyle Rudolph, he was like a top 12, top 14 tight end off 36 receptions and six touchdowns. That tells you enough about Tealia. Thank you. And everything that happens, and if you have Austin Hooper, you should be a little worried. But, you know, the Browns did recruit Austin Hooper, and they still have Njoku. Uh, they grabbed that uh, Bryant kid, I think, as a tight end. You know, they still, they kept Rashad Higgins. They kept Kareem Hunt. They've still got a fairly potent team. They, you know, the O-line basically kept together as well. They, they improved their line, not kept it together. They improved that because they basically blew it apart indirectly. Or accidentally, however you want to look at it. And Goff last year, like... You can almost tell that Jared Goff's year correlated with Todd Gurley's. It, it, that was bound to happen. They stopped throwing it to Gurley. Gurley stopped scoring touchdowns. Jared Goff bombs out. Cooper Cup gets hurt in, in, an in, in an inner round. Brandon Cooks gets hurt a game here or there, and all of a sudden, Goff drops out. Again, another team that blew up their O-line, and what do you know, the quarterback is skittish, can't do much with him anymore. So those guys, you know, they're three of the main guys that, pretty much killed your teams last year and what are you going to do drop a guy that you waste that much capital on you probably wrote it out maybe you picked up Tanny Hill mid-year or something who knows the injury bug last year hit every quarterback that you saw Ben Roethlisberger again he finished as what the QB2 QB3 the year before barely finished the first game didn't finish the first game had that ADP of QB11 uh, last year he didn't finish the first game Cam Newton Played a couple games. He had an ADP of QB10. Put on IR. Put on IR. Drew Brees. ADP of QB6. Missed five games. And we saw uh, Teddy Bridgewater come in, play well enough, and get a contract in Carolina as a result. Pat Mahomes. ADP QB1. Missed a few games. Same with Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, he misses every game, really, doesn't he? Am I right? Yeah. And Matthew Stafford as well. He was another guy. Obviously, missed half the year. And again, was QB6 prior to that happening. Now, again, points per game, Stafford. And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive this one home. Points per game is QB4 for the year. That, that's madness. And no one's talking about it again. 
And again, you know, he's around that QB 2021 range, or was anyhow. He's climbed up a little bit more. Uh, looking to make the jump. I kind of think Drew, Drew Locke, he's a bit of a steal at this point. Drew Locke, uh, he's a QB 22. Uh, he's a little bit higher a few months back uh, when this was originally uh, written out. QB 22 has dropped down a little bit, obviously, with the draft. Everything's settled. They recruited pretty well this offseason, didn't they? And, you know, Melvin Gordon, he's, he's as efficient as it, as, as it can get. You know, he's going to give you what he can. Very good hands as well. Phil Lindsay's there as well. Uh, Big Albert O has some rapport with Drew Locke, maybe a couple of years ago, but still, you know, might be like riding a bike. Don't expect much straight away. Noah Fant, he came on so well at the end of the season. Judy Hamler, Cortland Sutton, you know, that, he has an assortment of players that can do big things. Now, I don't know if the depth is there behind him. Maybe Tim Patrick, if that's the route we're going. Barks guy, Tim Patrick. But still, there's not much else going on there in Denver after that. But if, if Locke can stay healthy... Those guys can stay healthy. I think Locke is a guy that's going to repay that uh, that late quarterback feel to him. I'm also digging Gardner Minshew. All right. Uh, he's now the QB 23. He was the QB 29 a few months back. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, Colin Johnson, paired with DJ Chark, Chris Conley. Tyler Eifert, I think, can be all right. Uh, Josh Oliver's now on the IR. That's a shame. Everyone was hoping big things from him. Uh, but, you know, they've got a good team. And, and Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette, what do you have, like 70-odd 70, 70 targets, 70 PPR machine last year. Did that all, but all on the back of scoring, like, minimal touchdowns last year. But still, like, those guys all have value. They're riding with Gardner Minshew. They got rid of Nick Foles. Full preseason of, of Gardner Minshew. Like, I'm not saying the Jags will be much, but it's the same thing. You look at uh, Matt Stafford. The Lions aren't going to be too much this year either. These quarterbacks, these guys are going to have, a, have a, def, a decent say in how their team's going. They're going to put up some big points. I love Teddy Bridgewater this year. Uh, he has an ADP of about 25. By proxy, if anybody that has Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Ian Thomas, now Roby Anderson, that's an electric young team. That team, that could, that team could put up points for fun. They could be this year's Tampa for all we know. I understand Jameis was reckless and he was throwing like a lunatic, but at the same point, these guys have got 20, 28 to 35, 37 points a week in them. And their defense, they're young. They basically got rid of everyone. They're going to be in shootouts every week, Carolina. Obviously, Joe Brady's there, Matt Rule. They got a whole new ethos around that team. They're going to be in shootouts whether they want to be in one or not. So you look at Teddy Bridgewater, you've got that, you know, that, you know, he's one of the last quarterbacks picked up off the board. And he's efficient. He's not going to throw turnovers. He's not going to fumble the ball like, you know, others can. He's going to be safe. So, you know, you've got that safe floor with him too. You've got these yak monsters afterwards. McCaffrey, get him in space. He's going to do all the work. That's going to knock on for Teddy Bridgewater. That's all going to help him later anyhow. So that's who I think. I think Bridgewater, Locke, and Gardner Minshew, they're three guys. If you play that late round quarterback game, Best ball, even best ball. You can get these guys late enough. You know, best ball. Get Mitchell Trubisky. I've been getting him in the last round. I still think he's going to start. You know, it's all well and good to think Foles is going to come in and win the job. But I mean, at the same time, no preseason games. You know, practice is one thing. Trubisky has a soft start to the year too. Detroit, New York Giants. All he has to do is win a couple of games and they're not going to get rid of a quarterback that's winning. That ain't going to happen. So there's some late round guys. that you Who's in trouble? I think Kirk Cousins is in a bit of trouble. 
change of coordinator, losing Stefan Diggs. Dalvin Cook could be missing time. He might be sitting out. We don't know yet. Their team is half uh, rebuilt on the fly. Tajay Sharp's a deep weapon. He was okay, I guess. I don't even know if he was okay. BC Johnson was okay, I guess. You're hoping Justin Jefferson steps into a role straight away and goes absolutely bananas. That's what you're hoping for. And you're hoping that Adam Thielen stays healthy enough to provide that main target. Otherwise, like, I mean, that depth chart there, that's bare as well. You're hoping Irv Smith, maybe Irv Smith in year two takes a massive step forward. But all those things have to happen for Kirk Cousins. I don't know. I think we're asking a little bit too much of him. I think he's a sell candidate. Again, depends. Like, if you're in Dynasty, you have him as your QB1. Okay, I get it. You're hoping for that floor. You're hoping for him to be safe. But I don't know. That's, that's going to be hard without a lot of that team missing. I don't know if I'm into that. Aaron Rodgers, again, he was given a running back and a tight end who's apparently a fullback to go with Devin Funches, who's already op- opted out, and a guy from the CFL whose name I can't pronounce. That's, that's what Green Bay have going for. That's what Rodgers has. They were one win away from the Super Bowl. And you saw what happened when Devontae Adams got hurt last year. It was a, it was a cluster of guys that couldn't do much. What, St. Brown's going to be a thing this year? Valdez Scantling, maybe. Allison's off to uh, Detroit now. He's already opted out. These things are happening, and you're hoping for way, way, way too much from these guys. Uh, and, and from Rodgers as well. Like, it's obvious. They bring in A.J. Dillon. What you've got a an ADP what a ten, eight to ten of a guy who's on the downside. Okay, okay, downside. Okay, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I get it. Don't Packers fans are brutal. Listen, I understand that Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He can spin it. He's a magician. I get it. They've taken away the the idea of giving him weapons to get to that next step to the Super Bowl. Not, not. Bringing his pre- I get love. He could be the next best thing for the next 15 years. And it was too hard to pass that up if Matt LaFleur is still sticking about. I don't think he's very good. That's another conversation for another day. But you're looking at a, a team that was, they got absolutely hammered. Kirksey's a great pickup for them. Mostert put up, what, nearly 300 yards running. Jimmy Garoppolo, eight, eight attempts, six completions. They ran on them. You don't need to improve your run game. You need to stop one. Unbelievable. And you're that close to a Super Bowl. And instead of getting him some help, man, could you imagine? Could you imagine if the Packers had Jefferson? Or T. Higgins, Jalen Rager, just someone to help Devontae Adams. They weren't going to come up for Lamb. They weren't going to come up for Judy. I understand. But man, did they miss the ball on that one too. They could have had one in the bank. Uh, I, th- I also think Joe Burrow. I, I, I love Joe Burrow. Ohio fans love Joe Burrow. I understand that. Louisiana fans love him a little bit more. So I understand the appeal of Joe Burrow. Uh, but you know, QB 16 to 18 is about the range. Dynasty, that's perfect. I get it. Uh, I, I expect top 12 finishes during the year. I think he's got some extremely winnable games. I, they're there. He's going to be in games where he's got to shoot out. AJ Green's up in the air again. Would have liked to have seen him at a, a bigger body, a tight end. I, I'm not the biggest fan of CJ Uzuma. You know, unless you think Drew Sample's going to break out, which I don't think either. Uh, 
And then, and then on top of that, you're hoping for Tyler Boyd to do something he's, or be something he not re- he isn't really. John Ross has to stay healthy, which he never is. T. Higgins is going to have to adapt without a preseason. It's going to be hard for them to actually produce, but he's going to have some good moments this year as well, I think. But I'm not banking on him having uh, you know, a top five to eight finish this year. I don't know how many people are. I'm not sure that's the point neither, but either way. So there you go. I figured I'd wrap that up. I am the B-League, says that's where you can find me at. Uh, it's the... Back Row Giants, Back Row Giants on Twitter as well. It's the Back Row Giants podcast. You can find me there from the Back Row Network and all that sort of jazz. Next week will be, I think, or the next episode will be the tight ends. I'll get that done as well. Uh, then wide receivers and obviously uh, and running backs after that. Why am I, am I not doing those first? A bit more volatility on when those guys are getting drafted. So I don't really want to, I just want that to settle down, especially as people are pump, pumping out more drafts over the next couple of weeks as well. I kind of don't want to do that. I'll wait. A little bit on that and see what happens from there. But until next time, thank you for listening. Uh, and come on, kill drive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.